morning hose so get this my friends this morning i headed up north over to staley hills golf course because it was the third long foundation celebrity golf tournament third long foundation the late great Derek thomas and now neil smith continuing the legacy of the third long foundation trying to put a sack into childhood illiteracy here in kansas city Derek thomas one of the best to ever lace up a pair of boots nfl hall of famer chiefs great neil smith the chiefs hall of famer in his own right so i was in heaven this was amazing so on the show today you're gonna hear from number 90 himself neil smith the og of kansas city sports missouri sports hall of famer frank bull over 40 years in the sports reporting game here in kansas city you saw him on fox 4 you saw him on kshb 41 you're gonna hear him today this morning on your kc morning show also on the program another missouri sports hall of famer ted mcknight touchdown teddy played alongside Derek thomas played alongside neil smith and you're gonna find out here very soon that this is a fraternity within a fraternity. It was a beautiful thing to see. God, it's been 22 years now since we lost Derek Thomas. 22 years gone way too soon. After that, my friends, we're going to talk to Representative Brandon Woodard. He represents the Kansas 3rd in the State House. So in Topeka, talking a little medical marijuana on a Monday and also talking about how awful Derek Schmidt is all the days. Rate, review, subscribe, do that thing you do. Kansas City, I love you. Back in your feeds tomorrow. Myself, Professor Harvey K, Take Back America, plus a special guest. It's going to be a good week, y'all. My name's Hartzell. We'll see you in the morning. Bye. Come on, Lenny. Pump it in there, baby. Just keep matriculating the ball down the field, boys. The KC Morning Show. Well, I'll tell you, it's the vision beyond his... Uh, uh, ability to play on the field. He wanted to do something in the community. He started this long ago, and I think it's over almost 27 to 30 years ago. You know, Derek is now remiss, about 22 years removed, um, you know, from, from us here on earth. But yet, you know, what a friend would do. If you call yourself a friend, you do things that friends would do. God took over this foundation and he had no hesitation whatsoever to get it back to where it was supposed to be at. A number one, I know he would be very proud of us, how we done and taken over. I'm sure it will be bigger and better because Derek always dreamed and visualized things that was really big and, and, and better for, you know, himself. So, but you know, we, we keeping this hope alive because of these kids, you know, it's, it's all about the kids and how we can impel them, you know, in school, you know, to, 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 to read, to speak and to go on to do things in life that's uh, so important 
important to him. We never went away, but, you know, a lot of people just didn't know, was it going to work and can it work? And by the grace of God, Miss Betty Brown, which is our president, you know, she she kept things going and we just added some new new firepower, you know, onto our list with Tim Grunhard and Christian Accoyer to come on and try to help me to impel this thing to the next level. Those guys, um, you know, they've done some great work and, and just keeping this alive. It just, you know, I just didn't want to go away. Derek name is going to be in steps in this throne in this city for many years ago. I know we didn't win championships, but damn, we was close, you know, and, and it's good to see that, you know, that the Chiefs are now back and winning championships and back in contention to, um, you know, to get back every year they feel like they can get there. You know, I cannot be remiss to say what I say that Christians deal with that. Lamar Hunt is the biggest reason why, you know, there are so many players that play with, you know, play for this organization that stayed here in this city for a reason because this is where they thought they can make a move at. This is where they thought that they can bring a family together and you know, this is why you see a lot of guys that's still here. Some of them haven't played as long as I played here. They're still here, live here and why they're living here, they're still active in the community because it's important. He wanted to put his legacy down for one simple reason. You know, I want my players to say this is home and anytime you want to come home or stay home, you're welcome to. And I, my hat's off to him, you know, for what he put on and, 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 and you know, now that you know, Clark has taken over and, and bringing it to another whole level you know, with the Chiefs, I feel very, very good happened to come through this way and you know and be a high profile player to, you know to to um do it on the field and now continues to do it off the field because you know i'm about the people man you want to give your voice back you know for everything you do and how you do it's your style most respect for it and i just said thank you for having me today and i really appreciate you It's Arnsel with Sports Radio 810 WHB. You know this guy. It's Frank Bowl, and we're here at the Derek Thomas and Neil Smith Third and Long Celebrity Golf Tournament. Celebrity. Yes. And not, still not you were included. Still no, Frank no. Bowl was allowed to show no, up. Just old. <laughs> I'm old and I'm still above ground, so they still invite me out to things every once in a while. <laughs> Tell me about some of your favorite memories, Derek, Neil, but also oh. this foundation. It has grown and continuing to thrive here today. Yeah, really. They really take care of the kids, give out the scholarships, 58 scholarships every year, and they They've done a fantastic job of raising money all this time. One of the most amazing things about tournaments is how long it has been in existence. I can't tell you how many tournaments I've been to, charity tournaments, have come on a scene, big thing for two or three years, and then next thing you know, it just dies off. But they, uh, Betty Brown and her crew, they just won't let it die, and they're keeping Derek Thomas' dream alive, as Neil Smith is keeping it alive now, as he has taken over. And Tim Grunhard now has uh, the recent inductee in the Hall of Fame. And my buddy on Sports Radio 810, we do Crunch Time. Uh, he has taken over. He is on the board of directors now. So they're they're reinfusing it year in and year out. And that's the only way these things stay alive and really keep uh, raising the money they have. Derek and uh, Neil are just uh, a couple of terrific guys and it's showing through this foundation. There's something about Kansas City. Yeah. I've always said I wanted to write a book with that title on it. I'm from the East Coast originally, right? So when I settled here and got here in 1981, I didn't know much about it. You know, I thought there might still be cattle running through the streets. I, I wasn't real sure, right? So I got here and and uh, there's just something about Kansas City. I raised my entire family here. Four of my five kids were born here and uh, never left. I uh, had many opportunities to leave. Just decided there was just something about Kansas City and that's why I stayed. And I think that's what everybody finds with, with these players come in here and they find their fan base is so much 
much different, I think, than normal fan bases. You see it every Sunday at Arrowhead. All the other players from the other team, it, it's getting to be such a good atmosphere. Okay, and I mean good atmosphere, that the other players go, you know what? Secretly, I love playing in Kansas City, you know, because they feel like they're back in college again. It's like one of those atmospheres, all the tailgate parties with everything, everything burning up on, on the grills back there. And it's different. The people are all embracing. Uh, they're not as abrasive as a lot of fan bases in other parts of the country. And when they retire and when the guys' careers are over, they don't abandon them. They put their arms around and say, hey, come on and join and, and do things like this. And the Chiefs Ambassadors may be the best Ambassadors Club of any former players, NFL players on any other team. I don't think anyone does as much as the Chiefs Ambassadors. So. Well, and you know, you mentioned that love for, for Kansas City, the love for playing here at Arrowhead. The new Chiefs we've got, they already seem like they are embracing the KC. How are you feeling about the squad? We just got through with the draft and now, you know, the rookie training. Well, the deal is, how can't you be excited about playing for the Chiefs? Okay, they were on the four straight AFC Championship games. Didn't win them all, but they got Patrick Mahomes playing quarterback. You got a guy like Travis Kelsey, defensive coordinator like Steve Magnolo. So, yeah, if you're not enthused, you don't belong here. I mean, Sky Moore felt like he died and went to heaven, let alone the defensive players knowing the Chiefs defense was very porous last year. It looks like they are beefing up with some guys who can tackle and want to tackle, and that's really important. Going to try to put more pressure on the quarterback. So, I, I think everybody, they're super enthused about playing for a football team like this. It's not like you got drafted by Detroit. Okay, come on. <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. That's Frank Bull. I'm Hartzell Gray. Thank anytime, you, my friend. My, anytime, my friend. You bet. Yeah, when it's grim, be the grim reaper. Go get it. The KC Morning Show. The stars are out. The Derek Thomas and Neil Smith third and long foundation. And we have Ted McKnight. Touchdown, Teddy in the house. And uh, just if you can, my friend, tell us your memories of playing with the great Derek Thomas. Also, this great foundation here. Got some golf, and it's all for a great cause, child literacy here in Kansas City. Explain your feelings for the day. Well, first of all, let's just start with Derek and Neil and the fact that they've had a very successful golf tournament, very successful career, and they continue to spend all their time in Kansas City and give back to the community. I was fortunate to have a, an opportunity of becoming a friend of Derek's and more importantly to help be around his wonderful son Darian. And Neil, of course, is an, another great friend. And so anything that I can do to come out and be a support and sponsor for their event, I'm going to do it because, you know, it's a it's a fellowship and a fellowship. It's a fraternity within a fraternity and we do what we can to help each other. Can you talk about that for a second? Because it seems like in Kansas City, especially that fraternity you talk of, not a lot of NFL cities have that. It's a little bit special. You all support not just the players you play with, but the city that kind help major yeah you know that's a great point what you just made and that Kansas City has a lot of guys we all came from different parts of the country uh, we made Kansas City our home and then there were guys that went away from Kansas City but they ended up coming back to Kansas City so there just seems to be this magnetic draw plus it's in the center of the country so it makes it easy to travel anywhere that you might have family outside of the Kansas City community but it really has that wonderful kind of uh, Midwestern feel and we all kind of really enjoy that I'm sure you've been keeping tabs on the team how you feel so far this Kansas City Chiefs team. We know we just got done with the NFL draft. Look, I don't know any of these young guys, but from the rating system that they've given them, I think that they've filled a lot of necessary holes. I think that the free agency will give them additional opportunities to pick up guys that they're going to need. But I think right now, and I saw something that said that there's maybe two or three individuals that are from the original Super Bowl team, which means that they're going to fly. These kids are going to be fast, they're going to fly around, and the AFC West is going to be the uh, division that everybody's going to be shooting for. 
You said these kids are going to fly. And again, we're here with the Derek Thomas and the Neil Smith Third and Long Foundation doing so much incredible work for these kids in our community. And here we are in 2022 and this amazing celebrity golf tournament. What's that part to you? You know, we're talking about the kids and the legacy. These yeah. kids are going to fly. That's what this is all about. Yeah, Derek was good for that. He wanted to give something back to the community. And when you say kids are going to fly, you hope from a literacy standpoint that they recognize that reading and writing are going to be very important for their future. And Derek has been one of those individuals that's giving these kids this opportunity. Derek and Neil, I want to make certain that I clarify that. And so anything, again, as I had indicated, anything I can do to help them out and be around the kids and give them some support, I'm here to do it. Ted McKnight, thank you, sir. I like your style, dude. The KC Morning Show. For the first time on your KC Morning Show, he is Representative Brandon Woodard. He represents the Kansas 30th in the State House in Topeka. We want to know what's going on, see what's moving. We want to see what's shaking. And today, my friend, I got some questions to ask you about the state of cannabis in the great state of Kansas. Rep Woodard, welcome to your KC Morning Show. Thanks so much for having me. So, my friend, let's go ahead and pick it up right there. The state of cannabis in Kansas. Give us an update, if you don't mind. Yeah, so uh, last session I actually introduced Governor Kelly's plan that would legalize medical marijuana and use the revenue that it generates to fund Medicaid expansion, which is incredibly important for Kansas. Unfortunately, that bill never got to see a hearing, but a more conservative version that was proposed by Republicans was introduced. It made it through the process in the House. But unfortunately, the Senate president is very opposed to medical cannabis and has blocked that bill so far. We're optimistic and hopeful that when we go back in a couple of weeks that we can get this done, but a small, loud minority is standing in the way right now. Now, explain the importance. We have Governor Laura Kelly. She's going to be on the ballot in these midterms, likely running against Derek Schmidt. You know, I just saw a thing not too not too long ago on 420. This man, you know, the devil is in the details. I don't think he's even reading the details. Well, let's start with the fact that the attorney general misled law enforcement, which has led to illegal raids of small businesses, which is wrong. And for me, it's frustrating because if this is his failure as our state's top law enforcement official, I can only imagine the damage that he would do as governor. You know, Governor Kelly's up for re-election. She supports legalizing medical marijuana. We have a likely Republican nominee, which will be Derek Schmidt, that doesn't support that. And so I think it's incredibly important that people make sure that they're turning out to vote, but also getting their friends and family to vote for Governor Kelly, because if medical marijuana is important to them, the only way to get that done is to re-elect Governor Kelly. Backtrack a little bit for me. You know, we talk about the Attorney General Derek Schmidt actually attacking small business. Explain what happened. Yeah, so with a political stunt on 420, there was a raid of a small business in, I believe, Topeka because of the Attorney General misreading a federal law. And so because of that, they have raided those businesses. And for me, it's frustrating because the Republicans talk about being the party for small businesses, but we see time and again, it's not the case. And with this happening on 420, we know that this was targeted. This was a political stunt. And so because of his failure to interpret the law as our top law enforcement, our top attorney for the state led to law enforcement raiding those small businesses. Rep Woodard, what do we do about 
stuff like this. I mean, that, you said it perfectly. It was a stunt from someone who thinks that these old reefer madness tactics still work. Medical cannabis legislation that you introduced, you know, this is something that actually saves people's lives. It makes people's lives better. I mean, it's like apples and oranges. You got people wanting to make our lives better versus folks who are just doing really bad performance art. Yeah, I think we have to do is hold people accountable. The attorney general has still failed to apologize or even take responsibility for misinterpreting the law. It's his failure that led to that illegal raid. So we have to hold people accountable. His spokesperson said our opinion on this issue speaks for itself. Give me a break. No, it does not. You misinterpreted the law. You misled law enforcement and you led to an illegal raid of a small business. So we have to hold people accountable. And in an election year, the only way we have to do that right now, if he's not going to come out and own up to his own mistake, is to make sure that no one's voting for him. Like I said earlier, if this is how he fails us as the top law enforcement official in Kansas, just imagine the damage he would do as the governor. Especially as we're going into a midterm election, midterms, the voter turnout is always low. That's just the way it is. We got to do better on that. How can you and how can all of us, how can we go beyond just saying vote every two to four years? I mean, how do we inspire that fight within the folks who are trying to go vote? For the everyday person, it seems like this is all just a game for nothing. The impact of elections day to day, but don't always feel inspired to turn that energy into action. And I think that's what we have to do. We are nearing a midterm. Yes, voter turnout is usually lower. But as I try to tell folks, when that's the case, especially at our legislative level, the people who are deciding on whether or not to vote for medical marijuana, whether or not to protect LGBT rights, whether or not to support reproductive freedom, those are the people that are in races that are often decided by such small margins that one door knocking shift or one volunteer shift with a candidate can be the outcome of the race and, and really tip the scale on who gets elected and who doesn't. But, you know, we're seeing a lot of energy, the news about the Supreme Court potentially overturning Roe v. Wade has led to, even just on my own campaign, a number of people signing up to volunteer, donations coming in. And so that energy is coming back alive. But I think that, frankly, we weren't seeing a ton of enthusiasm. Sometimes people get a little apathetic if a party does have control of the White House and does have control of Congress. But we have to be vigilant. Every single election up and down the ballot this year is so crucial to the issues that Kansans care about. It's frustrating that a powerful few are standing in the way of the reasonable majority in Kansas. That is where we are at. So everyone, yes, we hear this is the most important election of our life every year. And sometimes when you hear that year after year, it kind of loses its impact. But every single person's right. And the issues that we care about and that are important to so many Kansans are on the ballot this year. You know, I have a friend who said, you know, none of these candidates are inspiring me. And I had to politely say, you know, I don't care if you're inspired by a candidate or not. The issues that you care about and that you tell me you care about are going to be impacted by the outcome of these elections, state representative all the way up to who we send back to the White House in 24, but also this year, the Congress that we elect. And that last part on the state level, in that leaked opinion from Justice Alito, it mentions states' rights and making this a state's issue, which, you know, that's a whole problematic backstory we can get into on a different day. But what it means on its surface is that these state races, these local races, they mean more now maybe than ever. Cantons, which we know overwhelmingly support medical marijuana, they support expanding Medicaid, they support LGBT equality, they support reproductive rights. If those issues are something people care about, which we know, 
and people have to vote for Governor Laura Kelly. She supports those issues. She supports the issues that the majority of Kansans want to see happen. Derek Schmidt does not. Representative Brandon Woodard, he represents the Kansas 30th in the Kansas State House. My friend, where can folks go to find out more about you, find out more about medical marijuana? The floor is yours. Plug away. Yeah, well, uh, first thing, follow me on Twitter at Woodard for Kansas. I live tweet all of our proceedings on the House floor, major issues that are going through. I try to keep people posted and shine a light on what's happening over in that building. I follow along on those threads, so much appreciated, <laughs> oh, my friend. Thank Good. And then if you want to check out more about my campaign or get involved in what we're working on, uh, BrandonForKansas.com, and we'll get you connected. Brandon, my friend, thank you so much. Can you come back on the show? We got to change the world, brother. Hey, anytime. This generation. Rules the nation with Russian. Use the arms of the food of love. Sounds to really make you rub and scrub. Sounds like I'm gonna be the lead, mama, the lead, bang. Bang, the lead, the lead, the lead, the lead, the lead, the I say, pass the dochi pani left hand side. Pass the dochi pani left hand side. It's a go bun. Give me the music, make me jump and fly. It's a go done. Give me the music, make me jump and Try. 
You're listening to the KC Morning Show.